Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. It's the final countdown. Do you remember when, like, America got really into that song again back in, like, what, like 2011? 2011, 2012? And I've been a huge fan of Europe's The Final Countdown for quite some time. And then all these Johnny-come-latelys were like, you know, on a, it's in a Pringles commercial. <laughs> it's, I feel like there was a Super Bowl where The Final Countdown was like a joke song in like half the ads, but it's real to me, damn it. <laughs> I don't remember this. But anyway, it is the final countdown for us in oh, Yeah, this is going to be the last episode this we record. This will be the last episode we record before we become a family of four and the yeah. quadrilogy is complete. And then we won't do, we won't have any more kids again. This is it. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, all these uh, bonus episodes we've recorded to uh, put in the old, the old production pipeline, they're going to come a flowing starting yeah. next week. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that is wild. Isn't that wild? That is wild. We should have had a conversation at some point of what our life is going to be like with two ch- with two children. I don't think there's any way to know. There's no Nobody's way. ever done it no before. No one's done it before. Everybody's like, one, and then done. But we're the first ones to be like, what if there was twice as many? Uh-huh. As an only child. Yeah. Uh, as am I. As am I. Yeah. Because there's <laughs> famous, only one. Famous only child, Griffin McElroy. Right. <laughs> On the show that I do called Me. <laughs> Nobody knows this, but Griffin's uh, voice actor talents are so immense. Right. And also his costume work. that He has been playing the part of all three brothers. Yes, that's true. So the very beginning. We're shambling into the finish line with this here episode of Wonderful. Do you have any small wonders here for this one? I mean, I got one. It's a a pretty big wonder. Yeah, why don't you start? All our friends are getting vaccinated, and Texas is uh, throwing the gates wide open to all adults on your birthday. I know, March 29th. 29th. Very exciting. Everybody gets a shot. Rachel made the point that uh, I have tremendous skill at securing video game hardware when it is released. Uh, Got myself a a launch PlayStation 5, and, you know, there's still people out there fighting the good fight for one of those, so... You gotta have multiple tabs open. Gotta have a lot of tabs, a lot of refreshing going on. You gotta have the fat pipe internet connection. Put some stuff in the shopping cart, various locations. Diversify the portfolio. Yeah, I don't... I have no idea how I'm going to go about (laughs) <laughs> getting a vaccine i obviously would like to because uh, rachel's already hitting that juice but yeah so this is this is fun so pregnant women uh have been eligible and i realized that i got my first shot while i was pregnant mm-hmm. and my second i will technically not be pregnant anymore but, but it doesn't matter because yeah. i'll be eligible that's right so i'm excited for that i feel like a lot of our friends uh we have a lot of friends who are teachers and in sort of social services and stuff who have been getting uh vaccinated for a bit now and uh uh yeah, all everybody in our little Texas friend circle is very energized by the by the news. Yeah, so, I'm sure it's going to be a full blown Hunger Games fucking panic attack, uh, <laughs> especially here in Travis County, where I feel like everybody's going to want to get vaccinated. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's progress, and I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say additional small wonder for me is the you f- make a face sometimes when you're trying to think of things that's very spanky from the little <laughs> rascals like. A lot of just sort of like tucking your upper lip and your lower lip and like, hmm. Um, have I talked about Easter candy? I don't oh, know. Probably, probably. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I could get more specific, I guess, uh, and talk about 
the Easter candy that specifically looks like eggs. I yeah. just think that's fun. Lift it up. I think you buy it in and you wonder like what's in there. Celebrate it. You yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's about to become socially acceptable to eat Starburst jelly beans again, and that's a really great, and Jolly Rancher jelly beans. For, yeah. Jelly bean everything. Jelly bean all the candy. I will yeah. fuck it up no matter what. I guarantee it. Hey, what's your first thing? My first thing is alter egos. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Are we talking like Sasha Fierce? Are we talking about Chris bit. Gaines? A little bit, all yeah. Right, all right. A little bit. So the alter ego, kind of the most famous like origin here, we're talking about Jekyll and Hyde. Okay, okay. Um, A bit more grim than Sasha <laughs> Pierce and Chris Gaines. I mean, not surprisingly, literary origins uh, make a lot of sense for this. There's also a lot of philosophers that talk about the alter ego. Oh, sure. I mean, the um, ego is sort of exactly. central to Freud's whole thesis. Exactly. I don't know anything about Freud's whole thesis, but I do know that he <laughs> said that word a lot. Uh, he talked about this uh, dual consciousness mm. to support his thesis of the unconscious. Mm. So he said that, you know, you have these these mental activities in two groups. There's the consciousness and the unconsciousness, oh. uh, which gives you this kind of alter ego. Yeah. Um, you know, there's the, there's the person you are when you're when you're really in charge of your faculties and then the person that loses control. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Everything I know about sort of psychology, I feel like I've learned from the Persona video game series, which focuses a lot about sort of like, is it Carl, is it Hung or Jung? Young. Young. Mm -hmm. Carl Young, like shadow theory. Did you ever take a philosophy class? No, no. (laughs) Philosophy or psychology? Is philosophy it, is, is it it's a kind of same thing though yeah well i mean there's overlap philosophers said things about psychology oh well, okay but a lot of times you'd learn about them in in one or the other I well guess. clearly no i haven't learned <laughs> but you did you take a psychology class no oh griff yeah but you're so perceptive i know but you I, know I exp- so much I, about me and the I, world why do i need a class then you know <laughs> I'm on my own voyage. You tried to take the class and they were like, I'm sorry, so there's nothing we can teach there's you. There's nothing left to teach you at all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I said, can you teach me how to pronounce Carl Jung's name? And they said, no, we cannot. That will cost you $5,000. I just don't know how you romanced your prospects without your your discussions of philosophy and psychology, because that's what worked for me in college. Uh, my strong body, mostly. <laughs> yeah, they would see my strong body and they'd be like, damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're laughing a lot, huh? <laughs> at that, you're laughing a lot at that. Weird. I was there. A, did I do a joke in there? I guess that was funny. That was weird. You never. Uh, well, when we met, you didn't lead with like I'm a real big jock with jock interests and, right. and, and a jock body. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so alter ego. I I I really got excited to research this uh, just because I feel like it is used in celebrity culture to kind of pivot. Right. You know, and it makes sense if you think about it, like people are required to brand themselves as soon as they start, you know, producing content now. Right. And that doesn't give them a lot of wiggle room. And it seems like the workaround that a lot of people have found is to just rename themselves and say, well, this version of me does this. It's a fair point. I never thought of it that way before. We're like, was Extina? Was that technically an yeah. alter ego? I mean, it was on it was on the list. Okay. The the idea was that she wanted to move away from this kind of wholesome 2002 image and she released an album called Stripped. 
Right. And referred to herself as Extina. But that wasn't like Chris Gaines where he was like, I'm a different person. Yeah. I am not <laughs> Garth Brooks. I am a different guy totally. Garth Brooks in 1999 developed Chris Gaines as a way to explore rock and roll. Yeah. Let me see what's going on in <laughs> rock and roll. Oh, you're going to make an, a rock album? No. <laughs> I'm Garth Brooks' country man. <laughs> I would never. Yeah, I will say I think, I mean, and I don't have a lot of experience with this, obviously, but I, I think most artists still tour as themselves. They just kind of hype this alter ego. Yeah. Whereas Garth Brooks really tried to, like, run a fast one. Has anybody done this as big as, I mean, Sasha Fierce was like its own thing, but even that wasn't. Even she didn't quite go as full-blown Decepticon as Chris Gaines. Uh, I mean, what about Ziggy Stardust? Ziggy Stardust, but that was even more of like a multimedia thing, right? Like he did a song about (laughs) Ziggy Stardust. It wasn't like, Garth Brooks never did a song called Chris Gaines and the the spiders from Jupiter. Like it was, yeah. Uh, spiders from Mars. Actually. No, I know, but for Chris Gaines. For Chris Gaines. Yeah, oh, I clearly okay. know the planet where the spiders are from in Ziggy. <laughs> and the spiders from Uranus. <laughs> Maybe that was the Ridge. Maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, most of the time it's, it's, it's like, it's kind of an elaborate put on, you know, of course, uh, you may, you may became familiar with it, with the, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and Shadow the Hedgehog. But that's a different person that is a different thing it's like an alter, it's not an alter ego right shadow the hedgehog isn't like sonic in like a different like fur color i don't know this is after my time okay it's I, not i got in on early sonic and then i you bailed and then i stepped away did you even get to knuckles i did get to knuckles okay. yeah <laughs> did you even get to knuckles i mean it's a fair question yeah no the way you asked that was so accusatory it was very uh, Ghost Rider, console cowboys in exactly. cyberspace. Uh, Hannah Montana and yeah, Miley. For sure. Um, we got we got the more comic book origins of like Superman oh, and yeah, Clark Kent. Clearly. Hulk, Bruce Banner. Uh, in pop music, uh, Mariah Carey and Mimi. Oh, yeah. The gosh. Emancipation of Mimi. Yeah. Um, and then to kind of a, an interesting, I didn't really ever think of this, but Marshall Mathers slash Eminem slash Slim Shady. Yeah. I, I, again, the, the metric against which I measure all of this is Chris Gaines. I'm sorry to keep going back to that well, <laughs> but there's a reason that left such an impression is because he tried to cultivate an air of, am I Chris Gaines <laughs> or aren't I? And it's like, yeah, dude, Chris Gaines looks exactly like you with dark hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most people, I don't think really, I mean, I guess you could say like, you know, various accessories were donned in the name of the alter ego, right, but sure. the, the hair color. It's not enough. And I think maybe this just registered so heavily with me because dad worked at a country radio station for like my entire childhood. Yeah, I was gonna say this is not a phenomenon I knew about while it was happening. So having Garth Brooks, who kept the country music industry afloat for a long, long time, saying like, I've evolved beyond that and become someone new. It was a great betrayal. Um, yeah, I, I will say, so with the, the Marshall Mathers, Eminem, Slim Shady, 
Apparently, Eminem did release a quote that said, Slim Shady is just the evil thoughts that come into my head, things I shouldn't be thinking about. Not to be gimmicky, people should be able to determine when I'm serious and when I'm not. That's why a lot of my songs are funny. I got a warped sense of humor, I guess. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I like the pivot of it. I like the idea of, like, I want to release a different kind of content, and so I'm going to change my whole look. Uh, and also this idea that they have really, in the same way that they know who they are, they have also established a persona around this alter ego. Right. So it's like, oh, well, that's more of Beyonce's thing. I'm Sasha Fierce right, right. now. Right. I kind of enjoy yeah, that. Go for it. It is. It's like you're living in a world of superheroes. It's fun. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, my first thing this week is post-it notes, uh, which is uh, welcome to the studio. About 700 post-it notes uh, that I have uh, scattered all across my wall. I love these little sticky guys. Yeah. I, love these little I feel sticky like we always boys. need to have them in the house. I feel like when we don't, you're I very know. aware that yeah. we don't. It's rare that I have need for them but like i find them invaluable i find them necessary when like categorizing my thoughts uh like i've been i've been sort of uh workshopping ideas for a new like taz thing and in the past like i've done that in just a big google document or like in a big scrivener project or some like digital thing but I have found it like so much more useful and and uh, essential to be able to like manifest those in a physical space and sort of try to coordinate them there rather yeah. than have them be either in a digital space like a big 80 page word document or in my brain where quickly like I can get overwhelmed with with trying to connect the dots. No, I agree with you. There's something very nice about having that kind of physical representation that is always there. Yeah. So that even when you are not in the space it is still kind of there's the opportunity to think about it, yeah. you know. So I got stuck like f- trying to figure stuff out for for this for this task stuff. Uh, until I bought a bunch of different colored and sizes post-it notes and just created a little bonkers map up on my wall that one day will maybe see the light of day, but it was sort of essential for for uh, cracking the code. Now, so are these color coded? They are color coded. Yes, nice. green is con. I, I had to take the. Uh, I had a sort of key that I took down to make space, but yeah, <laughs> green is concepts, and then uh, orange with lines is past sort of uh, locations and then yellow with the lines is current present locations and then we have blue is of course characters and pink is resources and then small green is factions wow. and yeah so anyway uh 3m of course owns the trademark for post-it and uh also owns the trademark for the traditional yellow post-it design but the patent for sticky notes expired in 1997 so now there can be competitors they just can't call them post-its or i guess have yellow square post-its since that's like trademarked (laughs) which is weird i didn't know you could trademark the color of a product uh so in 1968 there's a scientist uh working for 3m named dr spencer silver who was trying to make just like a turbo strength adhesive material and he did the worst job imaginable because he made a very weak pressure sensitive (laughs) adhesive um and for years he went around like hey this is pretty good adhesive, actually. There's probably a use for this and was sort of shut out by 3M uh, until one of his colleagues named Arthur Fry used it to adhere a bookmark in a hymnal. And he was like, this is dope. And yeah. finally, 3M started to listen and he developed the idea. He used yellow as the color because apparently like the lab that 
was sort of uh, attached to the Post-it uh, 3M uh, facility only had yellow scrap paper. Uh, and so that's what he had to work with uh, at the time. There is another guy named uh, Alan Amron, who's an inventor with a ton of different uh, patents to his name, who claims that he invented the post-it note and he sought $400 million in damages, uh, but that case was settled out of court. Uh, so in 1977, 3M uh, launched this product called Press and Peel Bookmarks, and nobody wanted them or used them uh, until a couple years later, 1979, they relaunched them as post-it notes and they sold as like, they sold like hotcakes. Yeah. Um, I mean, the big benefit, and I remember this from being in, in college and graduate school, is that it doesn't really do any damage to the no. surface. Yeah. That's what's great about the adhesive is it can, yeah. t- you can put it somewhere and then take it off without damaging the surface. And then you can put the note back on somewhere else. You can usually get, I would say, a couple more adherences out of it before it falls apart, which is, you know, not not something that is uh, typical for, for mm-hmm. sticky stuff. Uh, fun fact, in 2018, 3M released the Post-It Extreme Note, which is just very sticky. And wow. maybe doesn't, but they're useful in like industrial settings, like construction sites. Yeah. If you need to like, you know, say, hey, don't t- knock down this wall. Hey, this, <laughs> this is a good wall. Don't knock it down. Mm-hmm. Stick that right to the wall. Mm-hmm. There it goes. Yeah. I just like, I enjoy organizing thoughts and I find that post-its uh, is like the most effective way for me to do so. If I really hit a wall with something, because I've done this with projects before, I will get some post-it notes together and just start just slapping them on to shit because mm-hmm. I really very, very, I find it very satisfying. <laughs> hey, can I steal your way? Yeah. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, There's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis website design or website functionality. And you think that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people, you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame mm-hmm. what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. 
Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. Here's a jumbo trub. And this one's for Claire and it's from L who says, Dearest Claire, congratulations on everything you've achieved this past year. When I wrote, I hope your birthday is a wonderful day in March 2020, I did definitely curse something. And yet you've bought a house and you're running a LARP. You've done so well despite the times that we live in. So, so proud of you and happy birthday, all my love, L. Uh, that is, God, I wish I was running a LARP. God, I wish I was, or even just participating in a LARP. Yeah. Like, regardless of how you feel about LARPing, you agree with me that I would, at the very least, have a lot of fun in a LARP. Yeah. Have a great deal. When I f when Henry and I have lightsaber battles, mm -hmm. is that a LARP? Uh, I don't think I'm qualified to answer that question. I don't think you are either. But I did get to see some of this at Ritter Park when I went to Huntington. That's true. And that was exciting. Very active LARPing community. Yeah. Uh, how about this next one? Yeah, this next message is for Julie. It is from KC. Dear Julie, I write to you today so that I may tell you I am madly in love with you and have been for some time. Maybe it's the way you roll your eyes when I say a pun or the face you make when one of the dogs farts in your face or when you DM and totally wreck my character. I'm glad you're my wife. Eternally yours, KC. P.S. You have killer dumpster. <laughs> I think there's an A missing there. You have a killer dumpster. But you have killer dumpster sounds like, uh, I don't know, like a notification you'd get on uh, on Oregon Trail. Like, oh, no. You broke an oh, axle. No, Julie. Julie, you have killer dumpster. Julie has killer dumpster. Get out of there. <laughs> Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we're the hosts of One Bad Mother, a podcast about parenting. Parenting is hard, and we have no advice. But we do see you doing it. Honk if you like to do it. <laughs> Didn't we have a bumper sticker a while back that was like, yeah. honk if you did it? That's what it I was. I think it was honk if you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we not ever make those? those we did the make them. I think <laughs> they're still in the Max Fun store. <laughs> Honk, honk, you're doing it. <laughs> Thanks, Biz. So are you. Each week, we'll be here to remind you that you're doing a good job. You can find us on MaximumFun.org. Honk, honk, toot, toot. Hey, can you tell me all about the second thing that you have prepared for us today in your presentation Will you begin it now, please? Uh, my second thing is glow-in-the-dark stuff. All right. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I don't know. 
is because I just assume they take lightning bugs still, <laughs> and they and it's in it's inhumane, but they yeah like, they like goosh them. So when you go to a concert and you see all those glow sticks, you're just like oh oh the poor lightning bugs. <laughs> Uh, do you ever do you ever have any of these glow in the dark stars up on your ceiling? Oh, for sure. Yeah. We had oh man, we had that, and we also I will never forget we had Gak that was glow in the dark, uh-huh. and uh, we would because we were three shithead boys just throw Gak at like all over the place and stick it to the walls, but we'd also stick it to the ceiling a lot and let it just slowly fall down uh-huh. and see how long we could make it. And then at night you would sleep and there would just be these little <laughs> s- just gooshes all uh-huh. over the ceiling. Uh, in, and it was kind of cool. Like it kind of had a neat marbling effect whenever you turn the lights <laughs> off to go to sleep. But I mean, the first night we got that Gak and we stuck it to the ceiling a billion times and then turned the lights off, it was like we hadn't turned the lights off. <laughs> so complete was our uh, gack paint job. Um, I, I think there's is what is fascinating to me about it is that I, I of course, like loved it. I had the, the stars stuck to my ceiling. Uh, and then it's something that Henry loves too. Like there, there's just like kids are always going to love glow-in-the-dark stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, we, it's quite strange. It's very strange and very cool. Uh, and feels like you shouldn't have access to this powerful chemical. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so the thing about a lot of these products is they have to be charged. You know, you have to hold it up to a, to a light. And it, they are primarily made out of phosphors. Okay. Which is a substance that radiates visible light after being energized. Uh, so you'll see phosphors in like TV screens or computer monitors and are in fluorescent lights. Uh, and uh, so for like in a TV screen, like an electron beam will strike the phosphor to energize it. Right. Um, but to make a glow-in-the-dark toy, you get a phosphor that's energized by normal light and has like long persistence. Okay. Uh, so the chemicals we're talking about here are zinc sulfide and strontium aluminate. Love strontium. Strontium aluminate is the newer one that has like a more powerful glow and lasts much longer. I will say that is one thing I've noticed. Henry has a plushie R2-D2 that has like certain things on him that when I like hold my phone light up to it, it will stay very bright for uh-huh. a really long time, and that was not true of no. my of my gag. <laughs> no, I've even noticed that with like the little like glow in the dark wristbands. Is I will like wake up in the morning and there's still they're some glow still going. Yeah, they do make things that like glow without that, like little watch hands, like expensive watch oh, hands. Oh yeah, uh, and that is a phosphor that is mixed with a radioactive element. Yeah. I think I knew that. That was like a thing mm-hmm. that like when they started offering that in like Timex watches and shit like that. I remember seeing that in commercials like it's got nuclear in it. And like, <laughs> no fucking way. Today glowing watches use a radioactive isotope of hydrogen called tritium, which has a half-life of 12 years. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a that's a pretty good watch. Not great, not terrible. <laughs> Uh, so green, most of glow in the dark stuff is green. Why? And there's a few reasons, uh, partially because the human eye is particularly sensitive to green light. Uh, so green just naturally appears the brightest. Mm-hmm. Um, the other reason is that it is, uh, the most affordable and non-toxic phosphor. Okay. Keep them green then. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. If I see a purple glow in the dark thing, I'll stay the hell away from it. 
Uh, so this this came about this glow in the dark thing that you know is accessible to us now as just regular people. Right, uh, came about from uh, chemiluminescent signal devices in the seventies that were used for naval signaling. I knew it. I knew it was going to be either military or space is the origins of this technology. Like yeah. all technologies. Yeah, they were looking for like lighting devices underwater, and then um, scientists took that device and put it inside a plastic tube to make the glow stick and then brought it to Grateful Dead concerts. Thank you, scientists. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a steel ball inside a plastic tube that when shook would break the glass ampule and start the chemical reaction. Uh, and many toy glow sticks were started. Yeah. With but now design. we do it, do that shit ourselves, right? When we crack the glow sticks like over our knee, that's us shattering yeah. a glass chamber, which yeah. always seemed bad to me. Yeah. I don't know. It's something I, I still get excited about. It's so funny how like my brain does that, but yeah. I'm just like, oh, there's a soccer ball. Glows Is that in the dark. Glowing? Am I gonna play soccer tonight? Probably not, but it glows in the dark. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Got Griff or I got Henry some slime. You got which, me some slime? <laughs> he ultimately will become Griffin's slime. Yeah. When he has to peel it off of whatever it gets stuck to. Yeah. Um, but it glows in the dark and it was very exciting for Henry. And I felt like a real A plus parent. Uh, I was walking to the bathroom, uh, our, our little half bathroom that we've had sort of retiled because it got destroyed like uh, a third of our house. And I was walking to it on the new carpet that also got put down. And I stepped in something sticky and I got so bummed out because I was like, damn it, we've been so good. And now there's slime in the new carpet. And I was getting ready to like tell Henry like, hey, you got to be more careful. But then I looked down and I realized it was a little glob of plumber's putty that the plumber had accidentally dropped on the floor. I was glad that I uh, investigated a little bit. And you called that plumber. I called him. I gave him a earful. Let him have it. That's right. Uh, Hey, my second thing, it's uh, very just... It's very uh, specific to my life experience. My my second thing is Tudor's Biscuit World. Uh, and I think maybe I'm speaking more broadly about the hyper-local restaurant chain or food experience that everybody has, I think. Or at least everybody who didn't grow up in like a major metropolitan city. Uh, Tudor's Biscuit World, it's just like coming home, which, is the, which was the tagline. <laughs> Tudor's Biscuit World, it's just like coming home. They should have said, like, it's just like you have to stay home because your stomach has stopped functioning after eating Tudor's Biscuit World. Griffin did a lot of this when I first visited Huntington. He was excited to show me, you know, the the, the college campus um, and, you know, have me meet his friends. And then he's like, you have to have these biscuits it will ruin your whole It'll day. It'll ruin your fucking day. It'll ruin <laughs> the right one, will, or should I say the wrong one, will ruin your week. Which explains a lot, actually, about Griffin's approach to food, because there are some times when Griffin will, will choose to have a food. Knowing that, full well. Yeah, yeah. That it has negative repercussions, but it's just like a, this is... This is directly related to the experience of the food, and I would I, yeah. I would not change it. I, oh, I would change it. <laughs> it's not like I have fun when I eat too. I there is no food stuff that is more in, pleasant and enjoyable and soul nourishing for me to have in my mouth than Tudor's Biscuit World, 
and no food that is like more soul crushing to have in my stomach than Tudor's Biscuit World. <laughs> These are biscuits that uh, are very decadent. Uh, the the chain is based out of Huntington, uh, and it is mostly found in West Virginia. There's a few locations in Southern Ohio and Eastern Kentucky. And in 2016, they opened a franchise in Panama City, Florida, which is wild. Whoa, yeah, is I wonder wild. if my nani specifically was like. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it opened first in 1980 in Charleston, West Virginia, uh, and it was created by Bill and May Tudor and their son John Tudor, and the premise was biscuits and now they do like they do some sandwiches and like big breakfast platters and some dinner entrees but like the star of the show is the biscuits of which there are so many um and they really will just just make the uh, we we've talked a lot of shit most of the time they're just going to make you pretty sleepy like a big breakfast will do but there are some more sort of uh <laughs> buck wild offerings that will kill you dead uh like the shaved ham melt which is a big buttery biscuit, thick a thick pile of shaved ham and just gooey melty cheese uh, goobled all over the top of that. Uh, there's also the politician, which has a big sort of circle of egg and then a droopy slice of cheese and then a slice of fried bologna about the width of your thumb that just goes right on there also. And like, I'm, just, I'm not slamming it. It's, it's, I feel a stirring in my bones for these things, even as I'm describing them. The names of the biscuits are also like a highlight. There's the Miner, M-I-N-E-R, that has uh, bacon, potato, and melty cheese. The Peppy, which is probably the most fun one to say, that's pepperoni and melty cheese. Uh, and then there's the Thundering Herd that has sausage, potato, egg, and cheese on it. Uh, my go-to was just one with sausage, egg, and cheese. Pretty standard breakfast biscuit fare. And that one's just called Ron. I will have a, <laughs> let me get a Ron. I would That's always nice. roll up and get one. One time I got two Rons. That was a mistake. You really <laughs> only need one Ron. Um, do they still have that one in the Charleston airport? They do. I wonder about the decision to eat one and then get on a plane. Um, I mean, you, you're talking to someone who's done that. <laughs> Quite a few times, uh, but yeah. If you, I mean, if you got a long flight ahead of you or a series of long flights, and you want to get some sleep, Tudor's Biscuit World. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just a. I feel a defensiveness, like a this. It encapsulates the we can make fun of this, but not you thing. Like that is how I feel about Tudor's Biscuit World. I love it so deeply and yeah. also recognize that it is feel bad food the um, thing that struck me i guess was that griffin introduced this to me and then after he had did that pretty much every conversation i had with anybody else from huntington was like oh no <laughs> no you shouldn't have done that and i was like well griffin made it sound like this was a thing that you had to do and they were like no i would i would destroy <laughs> one right now in front of you <laughs> I would destroy one. I would destroy a Peppy right now in front of you. And Peppy is like number one on the Kill Griffin list. Uh, but it, there's just something about it. the biscuits are very good. Like the biscuit material itself is exceptional. I will. I will. I will stand by that. I remember enjoying it. I I remember having a good experience with it, and I don't think it. I don't think it hurt me too bad. No. But yeah, it definitely takes all the energy out of you. Yeah. But more broadly speaking, I celebrate. And Huntington, I feel like, has a lot of these because Huntington's a, a, a big food town. 
Uh, but everybody has like, do, do you have, I know you grew up in St. Louis and St. Louis has some like world famous foods like St. Louis barbecue is, is, is a thing. And you, I, I guess for you, it's like we, the fried ravioli and weird cracker pizza that, that you guys seem to love so much. <laughs> yeah. Toasted ravioli. I saw actually there's a restaurant in Austin that advertised I having also it. saw that. And I, I don't hate toasted ravioli. The cracker yeah. pizza is the worst pizza you can't you can't think of it as pizza that's the secret this is what my friend told me once about white castle and it really changed the way i look at food is that if you don't think about it as pizza but a very particular kind of dish that has cheese and tomato sauce yeah uh then then it's pretty good no it is not Anyway, uh, no submissions in this episode. We got to cut it a little bit short, but uh, thank you to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. And thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. It's such a good little network. And uh, it's got, I say little, there are so many shows on the network and uh, we're so excited to be a part of it. Yeah, I would encourage you to check out uh, Tiny Victories if you haven't yet. Uh, I think that would be a a real good fit for a lot of our audience. Yeah. Um, we included some links uh, in Mabibam this week. We'll do it here, too, to support some uh, some some charities going to support AAPI communities uh, in the wake of the, uh, the shooting in Atlanta and the sort of growing wave of anti-Asian violence uh, that is happening in the country right now. Um, and we would encourage you if you if you're able to uh, support those those groups and do whatever you can to support the the Asian American and Pacific Islander communities in 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 your neck of the woods and you know uh, everywhere because uh, they you know are, it's it's been a rough time uh, for well it's been a rough time for a very long time but uh, particularly over the last year so yeah think about helping if you can and uh, yeah that's it let's uh, let's go. Have a baby. <laughs> Griffin keeps encouraging me to push down yeah. uh, just throughout the day to see it's if m- I can make yeah. it happen. It's more of a pushing. It's like a, oh, you don't you need me to in tell is you the how, way to go. how to have a contraction. But My instinct is down, right? Because yeah. we want the baby to get know. out. Yep, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're in right. just seems like it would make him angry. <laughs> now, I heard something about spicy food, but I can't remember if that's to give the to activate childbirth or if that's turbo teen how he turned into a car both i see MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.